Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. episode of black girls texting i'm not on the episode but i'm on the intro what's goody it's mm-hmm. i'm joined by chelsea pinky and bedside brat i told you i had coffee so you're i was gonna <laughs> say whoa the energy like, it's high it's and high. if y'all only knew who we just talked to i'm like fucking losing my mind Woo, just wait more to come you gonna find out uh-huh uh-huh on red or reply. I'm happy to kick off on red or reply or it, let one of you ladies go. You no, go. Oh, crrr. all right. So I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget. I'm going to first reply to something I read in the New York Times this morning. Let me just pull up the article. It is regarding an executive order that was passed by Biden. Oh, my word. I read this morning um, that Biden passed an executive order to improve public safety and criminal justice for Native Americans, really addressing the crisis of missing or murdered indigenous people. A really long time ago, I saw this film randomly in in LA. It was like in a small, Tessa Thompson was in it. I can't remember the film name. I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes, but it really talked about like the Native American community and how especially women like will go missing and nobody knows where they are, what happened to them, very high cases of murder or um, sexual violence. And like, it's just kind of wild because it's like a known thing and it's been like, okay, well, what is anyone doing about it? So essentially what Biden passed is like kind of like a top priority to have like tribal nations and tribal lead like partners working with um, our government to one, like figure out what happens to a lot of these missing people, especially women, um, but also like addressing that nothing happens to them go forward. So I don't know, Joseph, we got we got beef in certain places, but very happy to see that this executive order was passed and hoping that this, you know, stops high rates of, of missing people and murdered indigenous people. So that's what I'm replying to. That should happen. Having so many thoughts. Oh, I know what you're going to say. What are you going to say? What am I going to say? Well, because the girls on Twitter were like, mm, he could pass that, but not for the black. I mean, I don't know why you're doing that voice. Seems <laughs> very true. <laughs> and I don't want to poo-poo on progress, right? Yeah. That's incredible. But like, yeah, there Here's are ends of missing black women. Here's yeah. what I'm going to say on that. Here's what I'm going to say on that. The, the, this will always be a topic of conversation, right? And so while this like I feel like this helps us more than it hinders us because now it's like okay great you're able to do it there's a there's a infrastructure there's a there's a roadmap so now let's get this implemented for insert other groups that need it and mm-hmm. I don't know I that's how I feel about it wasn't there an Asian bill passed recently yeah. it didn't trickle down to black people but I mean great progress but <laughs> Way more work to do. I'm not giving you an applause for that bullshit, but sorry. No, way more work to do. No, okay. I'm not giving him an applause. 
I'm giving the actual, like what hopefully will happen because of Should this. Should have been an applause. Right. Yes. Should have been yes. done this, but sorry. Yes. Very valid. No, 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 no. Very valid. Call, call it out as she sips her wine. Mm-hmm. Take another gulp because my red is gonna be a lot. Uh-oh. Oh my God, it's about to make me take. Y'all already know what I'm gonna say. I'm leaving this da baby Danny Lee. He want the light skin girl. <laughs> what is that? that? The, oh, yellow bone. Yellow bone is this what, what he, he wants. Oh, there it oh, is. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving this whole conversation on red, particularly da baby on red. But oh, oh, embarrassment I'm, to Capricorns. I'm so torn about this. Um, Capricorn. Glenn got me oh, all up friend. in the YouTubes, so. A lot of these YouTube girls are like black women. This is not for us to get involved with. Okay. Like, yes, the baby's a jerk, but they, they saying we can't be, be caping for people talking about colorism and who act as colorists and do colorist things. And I, that's ridiculous. I partially see their perspective. I definitely do. So yeah, I just feel as though one, to your point, Chelsea, which we've had in the group chat, we don't know all the details, Mm -hmm. but for me, we also have to listen. The baby is off. He's not even in the conversation like we know he's trash he's basura like basura obviously but i also feel like some responsibility needs to be taken on the side of miss danny yellowbone is what he want lee because (laughs) you see the red flags you see the fire she ran into the burning building and if there's anyone I feel very like who I feel remorse and very sorry for is this child because it's like mm. girl you have niggas shooting up the club and you in the video you say he shot up the club last night after he did the shit he did she to you did. that's <laughs> true because and we've seen him I mean this was the worst of it but he's been playing her for a minute so like why did he shoot up the club last night but but you know she's she's 25 like we do stupid shit um unfortunately having a baby with someone is something that you have to live with for at least yes. 18 years but i pray that she has support i pray that she gains more self confidence yes and Amen. just grows Amen. and learns not to be a colorist which i think she's learned i think she understands that has she ever formally apologized for the song i don't know yeah, I, I think something i feel like help. she did and then I she just like went off yeah and then she just went off I don't honestly remember the song because it was like up for a second and then removed. Yeah, it, it I'm caused still a lot com- of commotion. You're still what? What is that? What are the fingers? <laughs> I mean, you're not allowed to make a song like that, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the song, did she say yellow bones are better than brown? She just said yellow bone is what he want. And because that's who her man is. Right. right? In- what's implied of that this what she never explicitly said this to my knowledge in the song what's implied of that because in this time the baby was going back and forth with his darker skin bm is mm-hmm. that she's trying to be like he don't she want you baby mama yeah so that's where it got a little and i guess it also is like but triggering if- in that it like it, it goes back to this kind of idea of like light-skinned girls saying that they are better in some ways but it would be totally fine if it was like a dark skin girl and she was like dark skin is what he wants Yes. <laughs> At least you were honest. It's like it is. And yeah, I, I mean, tend to agree with you. Not that it's right, but that's would be allowed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You say he loved this chocolate skin, but like, right. but you can't he loves say he that this light like, but a pecan. It was like, <laughs> sus. He loves this soft hair. No. Oh, God. Uh, oh, cringe, 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 cringe. Yeah. Um, but the men up. say, 
Well, yeah, the men say it too, and which <laughs> yeah, is why like, that's why it's light also kid, triggering. Long hair, yeah, 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 but, all of that. It's her lived experience. Bad, so Anyways, don't I don't know. I don't. It, you know, if the song were playing, I would want to have this conversation, but I don't know what the song actually says. So I'm gonna try to find the lyrics, um, and we can impact more on Patreon, maybe. But yeah, um, to your point, Chelsea, prayers that she learns, prayers that she grows. I don't wish anyone like. Uh, condemnation for an eternity um i just hope that she makes wiser decisions and i hope that this also shows a lot of women like ma'am don't just be letting uh tom dick and harry nut up in you no 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 that's a commitment child i thought she was about to come up i don't know what she has her own money i think she really genuinely like two good hits this man and she like wrote for people i'm pretty sure and like dance with prince and oh really yeah she danced with prince wow that's what i was seeing that i was like damn like i was actually thinking and the you know i don't love that yellow bone song but like i liked that song that she had with the baby actually like she could have she has like some low-key talents maybe it's like it's kind of sad to see this like nastiness but they both seem like trash to me at the end of the day Sorry. And like, what is this trend? Because I'll just jump into mine. Mine, I'll I'll say my. Uh, I have two reds. Whatever. Mm. The one red is what the fuck is this trend? Because also a video came out with Stevie J and Faith Evans, mm. and it's equally oh, as yeah, disgusting. Where she's like, "Leave me alone, leave me alone," and he's on live, and he's like, camera all up in her face. Like that should actually be considered assault. Mm. Like if I'm telling you, take me off your live, and you refuse and continue to put me on your live that should be assault that's like that is like an invasion of my privacy Mm -hmm. and should not be allowed so i would sue someone if they did that to me everyone you've been warned here Um, here's where i'm torn on that though chelsea maybe maybe live isn't it and and i don't think this is the case for stevie j and i don't think this is the case for the baby however we do see unfortunately a lot of women act a little crazy and then try to act like a man did something to them. And so they're like, okay, look, I like she's walling out, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. the mm. CDJ and the baby cases, I think are not. That's a good point. They don't align here, but I feel like sometimes men feel like they have to have some type of proof because especially the cops get men. called, especially black men, the cops get called in and it's like, I didn't do shit to her. She's actually like wiling out on me, but there's no. No, that's a great point. So I'll recant my statement or edit it. And during a an argument where it's perfectly safe mm-hmm. and you're fine, you should not be going on live and invading in someone's privacy like that. No. My other on red, no. my blood was boiling last night because I was on stupid ass clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I haven't been a moderator in so long, but like I, oh I was a God. moderator. You were talking, but I didn't believe you were really talking. Yeah. I was a moderator in like two rooms. One of which was about, it was like the title was like, I'm from the Bronx. So I can say the N word. So I went in there and there were a bunch of white Puerto Ricans and Dominicans saying that they can say the N word because they're from the Bronx. And let's keep it a stack in New York. There are Latinos that white Latinos that use that word. I don't agree with it. And my thing is, if someone's giving you new information, open up your brain and evolve. Right. Like I understand Mm -hmm. you grew up with it and you're used to it. But now there were literally black people pleading with them like that is so offensive. Don't use that word. And they, they were fighting them down to use the word like it was so strange. They were like, you know, in my country, you know, they say negra like we say that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not, it's not a trans- <laughs> negra is not does not translate to nigger like 
Sorry, I use hard R. You had you had to in this uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. My blood is literally boiling. I'm humiliated to even like share some type of lineage with these people that are behaving this way on this application. And then like this like black Dominican girl started like speaking in Spanish and like breaking it down to them, like why it's not okay. They totally like tried to like shoo her off, tell her she's not even really Latina. <gasps> Obviously, because she's black, because this is something that black Latinx people experience every day, being told that they're not what they are. Yeah. So it was just very triggering. My heart was like racing. I'm disgusted by all those people on stage. Mm. I reached out to a few of my friends to mass report several of them Mm. because that's not okay. That's such a tricky one because, yes, I feel like there was a point where a lot of people were getting a pass. And so they grew up being able to say these things like even mm-hmm. Fat Joe, Fat Joe, I don't know if he went on a live or he did something where he he was in an interview and talked about it. I was like, yeah, when I listen to Fat Joe say it, I, I really don't feel a way. But when I watched Danny even Lee, J-Lo, J-Lo said it when J-Lo said it, it was weird. I'm not gonna lie. It was weird from jump because it was kind of like. But when Danny Lee was on the live being like, get this nigga, I was like, oh, oh that was a room no. too. Like, should Danny Lee be I didn't to like say it? Also, like my thing is, my thing is, like you brought you bring up a good point. Like, it is something that's like, you know, when you're in embedded in the culture, like a fat Joe, mm-hmm. like you know, hip hop culture, we we know at this point is there are a, a lot of Latinx people that are involved and like mm-hmm. respectfully so, like pioneers and all that stuff in this art form but like as i said we can evolve right we can learn that it is no longer okay we are no longer accepting this and to fight tooth and nail to say the n-word is so strange it's not even about the word it's about having it taken from them yes yes exactly and then when people are telling you it's hurtful like right that's when i would be like okay you're hurt by this. Like, why do I want to hurt my a community that I claim I love? Right. Right. And that word that you feel is like supposed to be camaraderie, I would assume, between you and this group of people. It, it's giving underlying racism because it's like, yeah. you niggas were, can't tell me not to say nigga. <laughs> there were a few black, I know black, I Dominican people in that room too. Oh, no, no. Oh God. oh God! It's very problematic. Help and us! I'm Lord. putting that on red. Free and us from this. Warning: Don't say it around me if you're not black. That's my warning. Ooh. She giving out warnings today. A warning. That don't sound like yeah. That sounds serious, y'all. <laughs> she okay. got the red wine. She's giving out warnings today. So, are you replying to anything? No. I mean, I'm replying <laughs> to my health and my life. And okay, listeners, I'll reply to some change that is coming up that I will be moving to Los Angeles. Oh. on the show. The patrons the show. have known this for a while now. The patrons have known this, which is why you guys should become patrons. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. It's official, girl. I love yeah. that you're replying will be to it. Yeah. 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 I'm replying to it. Exciting. And reply Exciting. to that hair. It's moving. It's shiny. It's shiny. Thanks. <laughs> She uses her rap, her rap, <laughs> silk rap. <laughs> yeah, I'm trash. <laughs> no, Glenn, exciting. what do you have? Or were you going to say something? Uh, no, about, no, say. We, can, we can talk more about it. Maybe we'll do like a more in-depth like catch up. Oh, yeah. As mm-hmm. it becomes more real. Like, honestly, it's like not real yet to me. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not even yeah. thinking about it. Okay, Sister yeah. Glenn, come up to the pulpit. Okay. The blazer. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> now with Sister Glenn with the blazer. I'm going to apologize. Whoa. 
Where did that come? Where did that come from? That's so odd. Mm, kind of Freudian slip. slip. Did you do something that you should be apologizing? I, I don't know. That was really weird. <laughs> I'm going to reply to this movie called Love Hard. I hope that's actually what it's called. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, it's about this like. It's real corny, first of all. It's like a real traditional corny holiday movie. Mm-hmm. This girl gets, this woman meets this man on an app and she thinks like he's this perfect guy. She's a journalist, like who writes about romance and like all of her bad dates. And for one, I'm always just like, why are all the people in these romance movies always writers all the time? Because y'all are dramatic <laughs> they, and they make up like stories. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like every fucking time it's a writer. Um, Nobody wants it to be like a, a data analyst. <laughs> right. They should be. I know There's it should be actually. I could think of a great story. Love. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what that looks like for them. So she meets this guy on an app. Come to, it's, this is not a spoiler. Come to find out he's a catfish. He's like pretending to be somebody else. She goes and surprises him for the holidays and he's not who he says he is. But then they go, of course, in total rom-com fashion, They she pretends to be his girlfriend for the holidays. Christmas holiday mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. and, and then shit hits the fan it gets to be exactly there's references to love actually by the end I was crying it was just oh. really it was just so sweet um I actually something I really rom-com. thought was kind of cool I thought it was adorable and the lead the guy lead is just like um I should I should know his name uh his name is Jimmy O Yang he's a um, Hong Kong American actor um and you know, he has like, he's like depicted as like a nerd in the movie or whatever. And I just thought it was cool to see him like be a lead in a rom-com. And, you know, Netflix recently has been coming out with more movies with like Asian leads. Mm-hmm. In this particular film, the love interest is a white woman. You know, sure. I can't, I don't really know the experience. So I don't really know. Um, but it was still really cool to like have this whole like Asian family be at the center of the story. And then, so that's one thing I'm replying to. But then another reply, I don't really have an on read. Um, this podcast called The Argument. It's from the, is it from the New York Times or is it from NPR? Yikes. It's called The Argument, but they had an episode today called, "Why?" Uh, it's from the Times, Why Identity Politics aren't working for Asian Americans. And there's this dude that came on the show named Jay Caspian King. And he wrote this article in the Times that was saying, it's like, it's called like the myth of the, of Asian American identity. And essentially Mm -hmm. in this piece and like what they spoke about on the episode was like Asian American identity as a whole is like too large. And it just is tied to so many stereotypes. And I don't know, it was really interesting. We, We had this conversation not long ago. On, on our show. And I thought it was just a fascinating listen. He also has a book out called The Loneliest Americans. And what I saw is like kind of like a little blurb. It's saying that it's a blend of family history and reportage that explores and reimagines Asian American identity in a black and white world. So we've also been talking a lot on the show about these like binaries of race and all the things in between. This one woman on the show was kind of raising the point that like, you know what? I don't want to speak on it. People listen to the episode. I don't want to misquote anybody. Say the name of it again. So the dude's book is called The Loneliest Americans. Mm -hmm. And the podcast is called The Argument. And the episode is Why Identity Politics Aren't Working for Asian Americans. The Argument is also a really good podcast. It's basically the the concept is like two people on the other opposing sides of Mm -hmm. it. Oh, I love that. That's like how we argue. Right. <laughs> One that was like super interesting about daylight savings time. 
And like one person unnecessary. Unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Another one was about true crime and like, should I feel guilty about loving true crime? And you know I'm a big true mm. crime fan. So All right. Are they paying us for this ad? I know. I just Right, that's enough. I know. I was like, uh, all right, I, moving on. No, right. no, 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 But maybe we could collab. <laughs> right. <laughs> Girl. Hello, black girls texting. Well, can I just say two things to your red reply? Mm-hmm. Or your reply reply? A, uh, why couldn't they cast a, an Asian woman? What does media have against monoracial couples? <laughs> I'd love to know. Um, the other thing is race is fucking weird and strange. I don't know if I talked about this on the episode, but my little cousin came and I feel like maybe we spoke about it. At when dinner, I saw you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I'll, I was and, like, I and when we're together, I feel like we look related, but like maybe not like she looks Asian with locks. <laughs> Um, but like when we're right next to each other, both smiling, kind of look alike, <laughs> kind of maybe, I don't know. But anyway, she was talking to me about how she identifies as a black woman. Um, and in certain spaces, like she gets weird looks because it's like, look at this Chinese girl with locks, right? She's not Chinese, mm-hmm. um, but you know, racist people, well, Asian with locks, Asian people, yeah, Chinese. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting because who am I to tell her? I don't know. It was a very complicated conversation and obviously very delicate. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm beginning to grow into the place that like race is just I don't fucking care. It's fake. But then it's not fake. Like right. it's it's, it's just so much of our life. Exactly. But because we we've, we've upheld it and everything is already based upon it. So and everything like it has big implications. Everything. Huge implications. Mm-hmm. But like, how dare you, you know. I guess for someone else to identify something that they are close to. Like she was right. telling me she went to ANA's roti shop and got a, uh, some doubles and they looked at her last name. Her last name is very Indian Trinidad. It's crazy. Like I'm sure her experience is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how'd you get this last name when they checked her vaccination card? And she was like, I'm Trini. I'm Trini. And they were like, Oh, like, yeah. that explains it. It was it's- very interesting. It's the perception thing that like really gets people fucked up. It really, really does. I don't. And then ugh, there's so many layers. I feel like we should definitely do like an episode and talk about this. Um, I don't want to get into this now, but fucking Glenn and the fucking YouTube addiction that has <laughs> come to me. I I found this girl. She's real sassy. I don't. I'll I'll have to find her name. I'll put in the Queen, show notes. Queen Chioma. Yes. And she was going in on that YouTuber, the mixed race YouTuber, Brianna something, who Who was like, I love my hair. Yeah, she's like, I love love that I didn't get my mom's nappy hair. But she's, to Brianna's point, a lot of Black folks talk like that amongst themselves, right? So like, her mom probably told her that. Her mom told her that. She said her mom told her that. And so it's like, sure, like my sister be like, bitch, get the kitchen, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, there's just certain things that you have to be mindful of that she probably just didn't even know honestly her apology was real sus she was like I just am in my own bubble and I was like girl that's not the apology but whatever we gonna work on her PR Mm. but what came out of it was this girl was dragging her and basically being like she's not black she's mixed we are supporting we black women because so many black women consume her content are supporting this woman who like we can't necessarily she said cape for her because she ultimately is not one of us. She is a mixed race person. And I was like, this is so interesting. And the people in the comments were like, yes, that's what I'm trying to tell. And I was like, so torn. I'll tell you, 
you're from New York. Yeah. So your perception is very different because like in our city, most people are mixed. Like, yeah. Or something's going on. Something's going on. You got something like, but I'm telling you when I go on Clubhouse, when I go to other people's cities, it's always, what are you? Even, Mm -hmm. even this uh, weekend, I went to my friend's house and his friend was there. And like the second question out of his mouth was, what are you? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really complicated, really difficult for a New Yorker to also understand because like we're like, I don't know. It don't make no sense. No, I feel you. Girl, you know, people be trying to call me Guyanese. I'm like, I'm Grenadian. Thank you very much. No shade to Guyanese, but y'all do say chicken curry. Don't make no sense. Yeah, uh- <laughs> <laughs> but is it rice and peas or, or peas and rice? It's rice and peas. And- oh, oh, I, forgot. I-, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Ooh, I don't know. I think it's. I, I say rice Trinidad and I didn't say. I think I think Trinidad say peas and, peas and rice. I think Trinidad. I was, the first thing that came to mind was peas and rice. Peas and rice. Yeah, I think Jamaicans say rice and, and peas. peas. Rice and peas. Peas and rice. Peas and rice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know. All I know is I want that on my plate. Can y'all please Girl, I have some this episode of peas and rice? Oh, damn, you can't. Right it's about the wine. Peas and peas rice on a bottle of wine. <laughs> That's All right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, quick hotline bling. Quick, 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 quick. My is is that season, and I'm trying not to go back to New York because my roommates are beefing about the heat. So if you are a New Yorker and you know the woes of living in a multi-level building, Mm. heat rises. So surely on the top floor is like y'all are wiling out. It's mad hot, and then we're on the bottom like oh we got on mad layers, and so I I'm not home but i already see the the heat conversations popping off in the house group chat and i am not looking forward to that like niggas will come over to my house and be like bitch y'all don't got heat like it's mad cold in here and i'm like i can't turn it up because she got curse me out upstairs so i don't know i don't know what to literally do. triggering that should have been my on red actually my <laughs> bedroom is a smaller room and it's so fucking hot in the middle of the night i like i've been having like night terrors and waking up sweating like and dry waking up mad parched like ooh, that dry ass you got that od radiator like oh does it make the sound like clank 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 a whole thing whole thing (laughs) oh my god my um uh shorty at exo beauty lab exo shy she told me i need to get a uh humidifier humidifier. humidifier. (laughs) (laughs) but that does seem like a major key for the for the like New Yorkers, especially or whoever lives in one of those buildings with the clink clink. Yeah, um, my good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. We have a black girl doing shit. Yeah, so you're gonna hear from our black girl doing shit in our group chat. But I also want to shout out two other black girls doing shit. Um, in this episode, we're gonna be sipping on some wine from Washington Wines, and we're talking with Cha McCoy, who is a sommelier. But the wines that we are drinking on this episode are made by black women winemakers so the first bottle is from sachet it's um Mm -hmm. out of the frechette portfolio and yeah the one is called sachet has like this fly ass lady on the bottle and then the other bottle is from a winery called la chalet it's black female owned the name was given to the winemaker by her mother carol which i love that like for the family and she runs it with her her daughter and her husband as well just delicious wines so we're going to sip and chat and talk. Shade unfortunately couldn't join us because she's in Mexico and... I've got mezcal, but I do not have the wine. 
I also want to just quickly shout out a friend of the show, Friday. She had a beautiful yeah. event, Friday oh, yes. Linton. Um, her basically she like does all this like metal work where she makes these beautiful pieces of clothing out of these like little chain, like chain mail kind of stuff. I don't know what it's called, but it's gorgeous. It and we learned how difficult it is. Anyways, if you want to see her her pieces, her Instagram is F B F M E T A L A T E L I E R F B F Metal Atelier. She's awesome. So we just wanted to give her a little support. I adore her so much. Like, oh my God. She's such yes. a genuine, beautiful spirit. And her her brand is inspired by her father who made chain like work with iron and stuff. And then he mm-hmm. came to the dinner. Yes, it was so <gasps> cute. What? It was so adorable. Yes. I'm so jealous. That's so yes. beautiful. So, so that was sweet. So cute. I love that. Hey, group chat. It's your girl Sade here, and Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is back and now available with zero sugar. Enjoy the cool, crisp taste of the Sprite you love, refreshed with tart cranberry and a warm spice blend that's perfect for the holidays. What's up, group chat? I'm so excited to put you on to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called For Colored Nerds. Now, I got into For Colored Nerds way back in like 2014. I loved the content. It was smart, funny, nuanced. And I also loved the hosts, Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings. They're both HU grads just like me. Go Bison. Now, Brittany and Eric went on to host The Nod on Quibi. You might have heard of it. But now they're bringing For Colored Nerds back. And you can expect nuanced conversations about Black culture. Like, one week, they could be talking about Raising Canaan. And the next, they could be recontextualizing the legacies of early Black cinema gems. I know you're going to love it. So listen to For Colored Nerds now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, BGT listeners. Have you ever seen a vitamin water display at your local store? It's like walking into an actual rainbow. Is it just me or are the flavors of vitamin water insanely attractive? Plus, with titles like Energy, Revive, Focus, Refresh, Essential, Power C, and Triple X, it's easy to pick a flavor to match your vibe. The real flex is flavor. Don't forget to check out the newest flavors, Gutsy Watermelon Peach and Look Blueberry Hibiscus. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. All right. So we're hopping into the group chat, but we're also celebrating a Black girl doing shit today. And that is Miss Cha McCoy. She is a sommelier, a public speaker, a beverage programmer, and the founder of Cha Squared Hospitality and Consulting LLC, a wine experience company with a focus on events, tourism, and education. Cha is a certified and celebrated psalm with the Court of Masters Sommeliers and the WSET Level 3 candidate and holds an executive certificate in wine management from the Universidad Católica Portuguesa in Lisbon. Now with roots planted in Portugal and Italy, this native New Yorker is currently conspiring with chefs, winemakers, distillers, and hoteliers on ways to disrupt the hospitality industry on both continents by making the food, beverage, and tourism industry more accessible, accountable, and relevant. Welcome, Cha. Look, my bio alone, 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, um, We're so excited to have you back. We actually did a live event with you a few months back where we tasted some amazing wines from Washington Wines we've been working with for many months as a partner. And we're going to be sipping some wines from Washington 
today. And before we even get started on that, you know, people start to think about when people think about wine in the States, at least for me, I think about California. But what's good about wine from Washington? I think the mystery. I think I honestly even told you guys that our time together in what was that, August or mm-hmm. it was definitely late summer. Yep. Yeah? Like that was the most Washington state wines I've had in like one city. So I think that I never know what I'm going to get. I love the idea. I mean, some people say that that's a bad thing, but I think I like the idea of discovery when I say that. So yeah. we have, like I said, we have three wines. Where should we start? Which one? I would, well, I, I'm going with what I got open, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is uh sachet. Yeah. Uh, I would start technically you want, if you want to get technical with the Grenache, mm-hmm. then I would do the, the Syrah by Sachet. And then last, if we get to it or depending on your lady's style, we'll go, you'll end up with the Cabernet Sauvignon. So, okay. I had a question about that. And as you said, so we have the, the, the Sachet is our uh, reserve Syrah. And then the right. other wines are from La Chalet. And you La said Chalet. there was a Grenache and a Cab Sav. How did you decide like what order? Like, how do you know what order to drink the wines? So Grenache is a lighter skin grape or let's say more medium body wine. I can expect. I haven't had La Chalet yet. Um, Actually, Cabernet Sauvignon and Syrah can compete, but Cabernet Sauvignon is tend to be more heavier body. So I'm just going based on, with them all being reds, just going based on style from light, medium to heavy. That's all. Another way you can do it if you like try to know nothing you can always read the alcohol on the back. And if they were, and it looks like I would still be right. Um, so the Grenache is 14.1%. The Syrah is 14.5%. And the Cabernet Sauvignon is also 14.5%. So if you want to just go by lightest alcohol to heaviest as well, if you don't like, girl, I don't know these grapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just a cheat code to just go in See, order. I love that. I feel like I can like bring that to some type of event and sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't give, them your, don't give them your cheat code. Just go, <laughs> this is the way. Chad taught me this is how you put it in order. This is how it goes. How We talked about this when we had our live event, but like when we're tasting a wine, what should we do? Are we swirling it around? Are we sniffing? What are we yeah. smelling for? I would typically make sure we evaluate the wine on site first, right? That's, a, that's rule number one. It's boring, but it does give us some context clues about the wine. It's being able to look or review the wine, like I said, on its appearance. So my notebook is Manila looking. I have some notes here. And so I hover it over at a 45 degree angle over my notes. And you can be able to see if I can read through it. That tells you how light body or full body the wine is going to be too. So if you this one is Syrah, so it's inkier, meaning the skin of the grape is darker. And so I can't read anything. It's, it's pitch black through it. So um, as expected to be for a, a Syrah. So in this case, we got this deep purplish color, inky color. It still looks bright because if it started changing due to oxidation, oxidation, which that's a good thing. If it was aged for a long time, you'll start seeing like a brownish rim. It starts changing color and it get more diluted. So the color and appearance actually gives you some signs about the wine, even if you didn't read anything on the bottle. So that's on site. Next, we're going to swirl it to open it up. This is a 2019. This is 2021. So we're going to give it a nice swirl. And Chelsea, I think you, did you pour too much? Let me see. Did I? 
No, I thought, oh, no, you're good. I was <laughs> your hand, yeah. What's too much? Like for a wine pour, should it be like the quarter glass? Well, well mainly because we're doing a tasting. So for a pour, if you're a tasting, if you had it up here, if you swirled it, it'll be too, you can't swirl it. Right, <laughs> right So right. that's all I'm saying is that there's never too much, but more or less. <laughs> oh, there's never if you, too much. Yeah, never. But if you wanted to swirl and be able to do the things we're saying, you know, you can't hold it like this if you, you know, got too much in the glass. That's all. So it's so, not incorrect when I'm at home by myself and I pour a full okay. glass of wine. That's, okay. that's for you. That's for okay. you. That's self-care. Correct. No, I'm already like <laughs> trying to drink it. <laughs> so now we're going to smell the wine. So first S is see or sight. Second S is swirl. Third S is smell. It smells like alcohol to me. Really? Okay. I mean, it's 14.5. So if you, yeah. the first thing you got... Mine's is very pronounced. I actually smell. Oh, I was like, I'm about to jump in. But Chelsea, I wanted to see what you were about to say first. Would you picking an alcohol only too? Grapes. <laughs> Girl. Grapes. It can smell. I think this one does smell kind of grapey. But we try to yeah. say like everything else first before we, we use that. But <laughs> it depends on if you use that for everyone. You know, I'm not going to let that pass. But this one, it does give this like grapey, like Welch's grape juice mm-hmm. smell. So yeah. it, does, I, it actually does smell grapey. When I smell it, it makes my mouth water. Ah, yeah, that, that usually means <laughs> that, that's probably alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't drink as much as I thought you did. Oh, no, no. It's <laughs> usually it means you're sensitive to it. But the first thing that jumped out the glass to me is actually two things. I got like a prunes and then I also got um, like a cacao, like a, like a Nestle quick box, like a mm. milk chocolate powder. That's what it is. I'm like, what is this? Uh, so let's give it a taste. Or is it yeah. third? As sure, shit? sure. If you want to go, let's hey, let's advance. <laughs> is that the next S? Is it, oh, and is do you swoosh? It looks like we swoosh. For those who can't see, it's as if Cha is uh, washing her mouth out with Listerine right now. <laughs> Gargling. Gargling with Syrah. <laughs> so yeah, the next S is sip. So that's exactly what we're doing. We're not drinking. We're not chugging. We're sipping the wine. Um, to be able to fill the wine around our mouth. You all remember, we want to make sure we feel it in our gums, our tongue, our cheeks, to be able to evaluate the tannins, the acid. Just swallowing it will just give us the taste, but we're actually drinking it for structure as well. Mm. How do you feel about this one? I'm into That's her. Shame. I've been drinking this for a couple of days now. <laughs> Not going to lie. A little strong for me. I feel like it's very rich. Or it's like, very that rich. goes into the yeah. sun. You know, alcohol is coming from the chemistry of photosynthesis. So sun, riper grapes in a hot area in Washington produces more sugars and through photosynthesis pro- provides us with higher alcohol. So that is the, that is the chemistry of, of why you can get a 14.5 or even a 14, like Grenache, you normally don't see for 14 but because this is a high alcohol region, that's why even the Grenache is at 14 or lighter. You get lit uh, off these Washington wines. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> if you're trying to get a bang for your buck. I mean, Grenache is, a, is the French name for the grape. It's actually a Spanish grape called Garnacha. And so in Spain, okay. it tends to have a lot more alcohol compared to Grenache. Um, being from the Rhone uh, region, you actually see it for lower alcohol because France is colder than Spain. And so you'll actually see it more reserved. Okay. So clearly you, you could talk your shit. Like, you know, <laughs> you know your stuff. So what is a Psalm for those who don't know? 
It's uh, just very fancy. Yeah, it's a sommelier. Sommelier is a <laughs> wine steward. Uh, the role as a psalm is to actually service typically at restaurants and at the table. Um, that's everything from choosing and helping selection of wines to guests, uh, as well as proper care for wines during storage. Uh, so making sure that they are in the right treatment, whether it's being overly exposed next to windows. Like, you know, people are like, okay, I already know when I go, I'm like, at this point, even if someone will go, that person, that's a good selection at that store. But I'm like, yeah, but look at the way they're treating the wines. The wine should always be on an angle. You always want the sediment to flow front. You don't want it to kind of be standing up the whole time. So you become like a wine snob all around because even the storage of the wine, you want to make sure it's not getting direct sunlight from the windows because now you're heating up my wine. Um, so a wine steward means I'm a steward to those who I am serving, but I am also a steward to the wine itself. So I have to make sure the care for it, even when it's not purchased, is all around and uh, in best form for when it's ready to be served, right? I love that. I love that it's not just about understanding the wines, but also like the service aspect and like, you know, even your personality is like so bright. Like, I feel like that's like all a part of it too. Can we try the second wine? And I have another question for you. Which ones are second today? Well, let's just go. Let's before we go crazy with this uh, cab. Let's um, go to the Grenache since I keep talking about it. Which is a name that I haven't heard before. Oh, really? Yeah. Grenache is what you'll hear as well. Okay, Grenache. Oh this wow! I already noticed that it's lighter than the other one. It is lighter. So should red wines be, um, I know you talked about storage and it should, wine should be on a tilt. Should red wines be cold or warm? It depends. I mean, it's wintertime. We're all in New York. So I think that we're good. Um, but you want to make sure that it's not, you want to serve it, I should say, at around 55. And you're like, Chad, no one's going around. <laughs> like, I don't have one of those. Yeah. So no refrigerator <laughs> wine. Okay, let's give it a sip. Without even sipping it, I already smell strawberries, like yeah. especially like, like this wild strawberry smell, which I love. This is delicious. <laughs> Look, I haven't even tasted it yet. I'm glad it's <laughs> It's like kind of sweet, but not like that oh, strawberry really? thing that you said makes sense to me. It's, it has this funky note too, which I'm interested in. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like her a lot. You talk about wine like. It's an art, like there's a lot of love behind it. You said like steeping it like black tea. That was like so visual. I don't know. Yeah. It's really beautiful the way you speak about it. So like what drew you to this industry? Like what do you love about wine? Why do you think it's important to be a steward of wine, to, to cherish wine in the way that you do? Um, you know, it was so funny. I think originally it's just because I loved food and I loved how much it complements the story of food. So I guess just my love for food is one part. And then Technically, my love for travel. So I always, you know, if you find me on IG, traveling sommelier is also what people may refer to me as. So I like traveling places and learning the stories and the cultures of the place. So you can learn that by food and wine. And obviously, there are places that definitely don't make wine. But the idea is that the wine gets to tell the story in the glass. Now we're having like this full conversation to, I believe, female winemakers based in Washington State. And now we're talking about the state itself, maybe places that you may have wanted to visit or maybe didn't want to visit, but maybe now it's more of an interest that someone who's listening to the way we're describing these wines is like, hey, 
let me learn more about Washington State. I didn't know much about it. Now I'm like all over these reds they are lusting over. (laughs) (laughs) And so then that kind of like opens, maybe it's a gateway to maybe a new location too. Yeah. I love that. So when we had our one event, we asked you about the the movie Uncorked and how it documented this Black man's journey to becoming a psalm. And it showed a lot of challenges and that his journey was particularly unique. And we were kind of reflecting on whether or not you related to that story. Um, There's this like assumption that entering a, a esteemed, old, very classic industry is just inherently challenging for Black people. But you kind of shared that that wasn't the case for you, per se. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, did I? I mean, yeah. I, I, I would definitely say that it wasn't, I, I guess, repeating it in that way. It mm-hmm. sounded like I'm saying it wasn't, but it definitely was. But I think it was just different. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I just didn't grow up in hospitality and trying to get a job through hospitality that way. I'm an engineer by trade. So the main difference is that I wasn't working my way up like how he did. However, all of those things are true for me. And the fact that I was working at a wine shop, I wanted to become a psalm and I never got a job as a sommelier. So if I, let's correct, I'm glad you re-asked the question. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't get a job as a psalm. And so that's part of the reasons why I started looking at other ways to still be ignited into the industry. So, and also I reason why I relocated my first sommelier like title and role was actually in Portugal because it was so difficult for me to find a job in New York. So if I said that, let's re yeah. let's erase that. Um, it definitely was hard for me to find it, but I think it was different on like what I was saying is that he, what he was doing as far as like not being able to, get to Paris and all that other stuff. I myself, because I was an engineer, was able to fully fund myself. Mm. I wasn't looking for the gatekeepers to give me the keys to fly to Paris and have that experience in Burgundy like he did in the movie and things like that. So I basically fully funded myself through all of that. So I became my own, I invested, you know, so, you know, in myself, in my journey. So, but everyone who's like trying to come up in the industry, wouldn't have that availability to do so. So yeah, so you recognize that. Yeah. You know, so that. that's the part where maybe there was some differences that yeah. I that we you know, let's, I'm glad you asked so we can clarify <laughs> for the record. I'm no, like, but yeah, I mean I thought it was interesting though because there is also this assumption that like we see these movies and you see these black characters and it's like, oh downtrodden, oh they can't afford it, like all this kind of stuff. And I thought it was just I like to hear the way that your narrative was different, but you still acknowledge that yeah. there are challenges, of course. Oh, 1,000%. And it, yeah. it was definitely challenges for me and still are. Mm-hmm. I'm doing other work now, leaning more into consultancy and educating, et cetera. And so it's been very interesting as I continue to work with brands, activations, and trying to get the good wines of the world out there in front of the consumer that to get companies to truly recognize what I do without having to think of me only as a, I don't know, an Instagram influencer Mm. or only as a sommelier or so they like putting you these boxes, but like, what are you? I'm glad when they don't ask me that because they understand like, child, we know your vision, we know you're going to deliver. So whatever you dreaming about, like right now, we just want to make sure our lines are the lines that you're attaching to that dream. So it always makes, if I'm like, oh, I have this whole thing in my head and I want to execute it in person with this live activation that's going to happen in New York City, but then also it's going to happen in Hudson Valley on a farm. And then we're going to like shoot the whole thing and then we're going to put it on social media. Like when you talk with me, that's, that's how I see wine. And it's like, 
fully integrated, you know, uh, and so the people who allow me, well, one, they got the budgets to, but if people allow me to like bring those visions to life, see how it's more than just a social media play. And they understand that everything that I'm working on is a full, like we want products. We want, yeah, we want a whole 360 moment that's happening. You, a part of your mission is to make wine more accessible and dismantling what you call the palate discrimination in food and beverage. You were kind of just getting to that earlier, but can you share more? Yeah, I think that that's, um, you know, important for me to be able to see how can we remove the idea of what people think wine is and who it belongs to and what foods it go well with. Mm-hmm. So and maybe when I was alluding to it earlier, I was referring to like, you know, what grows together goes together, right? So, but you and I, from last time that I checked, we ain't from Italy, right? So, 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 so can we still enjoy, you know, a nice wine from Sicily or, you know, without being Sicilian and the food that we eat, you know, how do we still make it comparable to us? So palate discrimination plays many roles in my way, where it's like, okay, us being two Black women, we would not be able to appreciate wine because we're not from a culture that makes wine. That's that's one way of discriminating against us as soon as we walk into a, a restaurant. Another way is being able to think that we only would want sweet wine also because we're females and mm-hmm. because we're Black, right? So that also is like, okay, I want to suggest this very sweet wine to you. And you're like, well, actually, I would prefer, you know, a red wine from Washington State. They you want know? the girls but, to be uh, drinking that Moscato. Right. And so, it, and there's nothing wrong with Moscato. And Moscato could be good sometimes. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, if I'm eating a steak, why are you suggesting me like a Moscato when that's not the right pairing for it, you know? But I think, oh, I, someone like you in their head is exactly. basically this idea yeah. that you drink sweet wines all the time and they're not really checking where the discrimination is happening where they think they're doing a job like oh i know your type your type like sweet wine i'm like but i'm having a steak though you know i don't mind sweet wine but i'm having a steak there's these multi layers and levels of how we continuously as a guest in hospitality spaces will being young being female being black will all play in the statistics or what statistics say about us um, as you check each one of those boxes on how or what we like, they're like, this is what young people like. This is what black people like. And this is what women like, you know, so I only should be drinking rosé. That's sweet. Right. And that's cheap. Like, according to all those statistics, that's exactly all I drink right now. So I feel like that's something we have to wrap our head around. It's like we're moving those stereotypes, removing, removing that discrimination when people come in a room. What kind of experience do you want to give people when they're drinking wine? Or like, what do you think is the experience of drinking a great glass of wine that makes wine so important, if that makes sense? The experience I personally want to give is what we call edutainment. So I think that I want somebody to feel like they're being educated at the same time while being entertained. So whether it's me with my haikus and poetry um snaps today correct oh my god i'm like now i'm smelling incense you out on a bean (laughs) incense and um you know i really feel like there is there's a place for when i deliver that and it connects but that's who i am personally like that's who chamaco is so that's easy for me to feel that way it's weird you know i say this in like five seconds too i was in charleston um, for work, but I was visiting one of the restaurants and someone poured some wine and um, it was like, yeah, well, we bought a bottle and we was tasting the wine. And then they, you know, 
we were talking about one of the program. We were talking about the program at the time and one of the experiences. And I said, well, I thought you wanted something more like a poetry slam. And so I stood up and did like a full poem about the wine at the table. And everybody in the restaurant was like laughing. But that's but that's me. I'm that kind of person. So um, I could like I'll do one of these random. And then, of course, everybody that was from my team that was in the restaurant was like, you missed it last night. Sean was over here giving Give it a full poetry thing. I love and, it. And, but I feel like the idea is that no one signed up for that, right? I'm in this restaurant doing this at like this long dining table. Um, and this was not a private dining space. <laughs> we were like in the middle of the restaurant. Um, but I think that at the same time, when I think about that moment versus a planned moment where someone's paying me to come and speak about wine, they're, they're still the same, right? You still get a little bit of chas, so you get me, but you at the same time, are getting what I'm trying to get across. Like now, you know, the tasting that I want to deliver, that what I'm getting on my palate, you can either connect or dis. I'm, I'm open to dialogue about it as well. I don't want to feel like my words are bond when it relates to tasting. So I feel like that kind of, we're, we're removing the boundaries of like my palate is truth and yours is not. All about the palate. All right, let's go, the to the, let's go to the Cabernet Sauvignon. I love saying Cab Sav. It makes me feel very- You can say Cab Sav. Like, I see like someone cool. that said, is that what the cool kids say? It I'm makes like, me feel so whatever. cool. <laughs> Cap Sav. Yeah, let's go to the Cap Sav. So 2018, and now that I have it poured, I've been uh, drinking it already. I think it's really interesting because it actually showed up, and I don't know if it's because of the age, but it actually showed up lighter than in Syrah. So this is a mm. good time to be able to see um, or showing for me as far as like color and what it feels like on palette. I would actually have the sachet. Now I would adjust my, for those who are listening to the full hour, they will now hear that I'm adjusting my <laughs> arrangement of the wine. And now that they're open, I will have the Syrah last. So that's interesting. And, and, and we do that all the time. It's not like it's crazy. You know, it's not like, oh, shoot, she wrong. You know, I think it's just more about they will close. And so at the end of the day, it's nice when you actually confirm like, oh, OK, it's open. And what I thought to be true is true. And when you have it and it's like, oh, this was actually lighter than I thought. Nice. So then they just kind of like flip the script. So I'll actually have the two La Chalet. Am I saying it correctly? La Chalets. La Chalet. La Chalets. Both of these wines are from Black women. Yes, I yes, did see ma'am. that. So. Yes, ma'am. so as we sip this, this Cab Sav, I want to play a little game. Um, working title is Sip or Spit, but I know that when you drink wine, you do spit it out. Yeah, too. But for the purposes of this, but like yeah. to spit it out because you put it on your tongue and like and you don't have to like guzzle it down, right? Yeah. Um. For the purposes of this, it's like, do you like this? Or do you not or do like you not? it? Okay. And I'm guessing okay. you're going to be talking about other things that's not wine here. Yes. All right. So I'm my, ready. Sip so my first one is. Let's just hop right into this. I hope. Do you watch Insecure? I do. Don't <laughs> like. Don't talk about some shows I don't know because I. Are you Are you up to date? I am up to date. Oh, good. Okay. So I was thinking I love to drink wine while I'm watching Insecure. As of this date, we the, the episode where Issa and Nathan get together just aired. I could take the silence from both of us as an indicator. Sip or spit, Issa and Nathan. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with sip. I'm gonna go with sip. You I can't, I mean, if uh, I mean we can have a whole conversation. You should have ended with that one. I, I know I almost did. I was trying to just just go ahead. I tried to, you know, it's so funny. Something. I watched it yesterday. So good thing. I didn't know you was gonna ask this question. Thank <laughs> God I watched it yesterday. For those who are listening, yesterday was Monday. So thank God I 
I watched it yesterday, but um, so I can be ready for this question. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, girl, I'm in the I'm in the Easter moment right now. The same where she's at right now. So I come like, like girl, get your joy when you can get it. I feel like if, if you about to yeah. you about to have fun for a month, if you about to have fun for six months. And yeah, I mean, he's been showing up, right? They've been friends. So now they've developed something. I feel like that. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sip. Really? I just, I just, I just, I find it. They've been very, working together. They, like, she, you know. So underwhelming to me. I just don't get it. Like, yes, yeah. he is very now you supportive. sound like all my friends who That's tell me saying. everybody I'm dating is underwhelming to them. So, <laughs> so yeah. The weight literally same. Literally same. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely her in real life. So maybe, maybe that's not. So you're like, when it comes to dating, it. I should say. So maybe that's why I'm not the best one. <laughs> okay. Well, that gives me another sip or spit. And just for the record, I'm spitting. Um, if I didn't make that clear enough. Um, sip or spit dating apps. Shout out today in November 2021. Let's 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 stamp this in right now. It's a spit for me. <laughs> Correct. Damn. Same. They get they get on my nerves. Like like a lot. It's crazy. Okay, here's a wine one, um, but more like spirits one. Celebrity endorsed spirits. That's a good question. Um, right now, I mean, because there's wines too that's out there in the world, mm-hmm. so I can. So your answer is just sip or spit. So oh, okay, I'm gonna say sip, um, and I, that's a hard sip for me because at the end of the day, I back anybody that's endorsing something that is made well. So mm. I love Mary J. Blige's wine. That wine is great. Um, yeah. She has her skin contact, you know, Grigio. I think it, it rocks. I think people should bring, bring more of that into the rooms. Um, I love D. Wade's wine, which is made by, it, it was made by the same winemaker, Paul Meyer, which is a very celebrated um, Napa Valley wine winemaker. So, and, and, I mean, D. Wade's not making the wine. So, mm-hmm. so like, at the end of the day, if you're like, wait, I don't know if I should drink this. He's actually went to a reputable wine company to make his wine. So um, I really feel like the idea of celebrity endorse is all based on like, are you getting your Nicki Minaj Moscato? Like, you know, at the end of the day, if it's just like someone's face on it and they're not really part of like knowing what grapes is there or what's being used in whatever. So throughout this conversation, you've talked to us a lot about how you've worked to make wine accessible, um, how you've how, how much you love wine because of the way that it incorporates storytelling and travel. So tell me about the communion and the work you're doing with that initiative. Yeah, so the communion is originally started as a pop-up out of my apartment. Uh, in 2017 was the first one that I hosted in Harlem. And it grew from like just six people in my living room to being 13 people in my living room to no more people can fit in my living room. And then I had to start moving it to restaurants and different venue spaces. So that's how my, I guess, my love for hospitality events actually started too. me just curating these pop-ups for myself. And that goes back to even what we talked about as far as food pairing. I had the ability to work with unique chefs that highlighted food from the diaspora and let's just say food that's not widely celebrated. Mm -hmm. So even when it relates to like, since I lived in Italy, I loved even going back to Rome and be able to do it and highlight food from what we call like the Jewish ghettos, et cetera, like learning about the different cultures beyond just what you think of like pasta and pizza. So, and how wine plays a role with still pairing, right? So if you're living in Rome, no matter if you're eating like fried artichokes 
which is not a traditional Italian dish. It is now. However, it started in what we call the Jewish ghettos. And therefore, people would still drink wine. They live in Italy. So I feel like once we understood that, same thing with Senegalese food. If you're like, okay, Senegal was colonized by uh, France. And so then they grew up, people actually, those who are not Muslim would drink wine and not have an issue with this. And so they drink a lot of French wine that may be brought into the country. And so therefore, pairing a French wine with a traditional dish like Tébougin, it actually makes sense, you know? So I feel very much like the idea of culture clashing can happen also with pairing, but in a good way. And yeah. so you can marry a lot of uh, history, storytelling. And so the communion has always been my little gift to the industry. And I should say also like how I reconnected without asking anybody for permission because it was my own personal project um, and so it's been nice to be able to elevate that to this new breath or a new version of it. I actually released the communion caviar where I actually pair wines with caviar. So you can have this pairing experience at home. A lot oh my of God, that's don't. so bougie. Has been out um, since the summer. And it's been nice because it's a nice way for people to still re-engage with the communion, even when I'm not hosting a pop-up. I feel like when I met you all, well, when I saw you all last, not met you, I did the communion maybe like two weeks after in, in New York City in August. And the next one, well, let's say the next one that I have planned, which is going to be in March in Charleston during the festival, just mm. sold out last week. So I'm so excited to be able to continue the spirit of teaching people about wine in this unique way um, by bringing up food cultures that they not like Southern food and wine. What am I doing with this? Or what is, what is the wine history of the South? Like, and so being able to bring that into the conversation about South Carolina and low country food. So I'm doing that at Charleston in March and I'm already, I'm like, here go a little, a little, I'm sneaking something in here now. It ain't publicly known. So we love hot takes. Whoever's listening. You know, I'm already working on the next location beyond Charleston for 2022, which looks like it's going to be Detroit. So I'm excited That's about so going to cool. Detroit. I'm all jazzed about it too because I've never I've been to Detroit once actually, um, and so I'm, I'm excited to return and really see it in real way. I was only there for like a quick weekend many moons ago during my university days. So in this case, going back working with the new chefs that's there that's doing some dope. And I haven't, I don't have a date out there. So right now that's really, you're getting, you're getting, it's that's hot. real exclusive. It's it's real mm-hmm. Speaking in general of maybe different types of varietals or types of grapes, what should somebody bring to like a Thanksgiving table where we're having yeah. like mac and cheese and yams? And I'm really feeling this Grenache for that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like the, this Grenache is, um, and again, that's the La Chalie from Inland Desert, Columbia Valley. ABA in Washington state. So I'm really about this. This is the style I'm looking for. Even if I didn't know the grape, this is the style I'm looking for to bring to a Thanksgiving. So I feel like because we have a wine in front of us, let's just talk about like how I would use all of them. This is definitely the one I would bring. If I don't know what's on the table, like Thanksgiving, sometimes it's like a hodgepodge of everything, a smorgasbord, right? So like you said, collards, mac and cheese, think uh, turkey, ham, and so if that's the, the traditional fixings that we're thinking, stuffing, et cetera, this is the way to go. This is the style I'm looking for. But 
I, you know what's so funny? I think I'm going to adopt something this year. So we have the Feast of Seven Fishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm like, did I make that number? No, that's the thing. Um, so it's really based on a, it's very an Italian-American tradition. It's not very Italian, um, but it does come from somewhere. And I feel like something during the pandemic, because I was asked to report on which wines I would bring for the Feast of Seven Fishes. And so it made me do a little bit more research for an article I was doing. And so I really think that I want to contribute. I, I'm going to volunteer you know, you want to make tribute. seven fishes? Yes, seven fish? seven fishes. You know what? My family is very pescatarian. So for us, I can't believe we didn't grow up. I know. Mine is too. I'm like, that. I, I would love to incorporate that in my routine too. Yeah, I think that's a nice tradition I would like yeah. to hold on to. And because we're not really a cooking family for, for Christmas, Thanksgiving is more my family. Like every relationship right. I've been in, I'm like, we got to come to my house for Thanksgiving and we'll go to your house for Christmas because ain't yes. nothing going on down in my house at Christmas. <laughs> Well, t- please tell our listeners where they can find you, your socials, your website. It's a lot, but my website is Chama McCoy, so that's easy. C-H-A-M-C-C-O-Y.com. You can find me on Instagram, active sometimes, highly active on stories, <laughs> even though Metaverse don't care about stories no more. But you know, know. at the end of the day, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. highly active on stories. But Cha, C-H-A underscore squared, S-Q-U-A-R-E-D. And in my description there, you'll find the other tags and Instagrams that I have. So for the communion, I have at the communion table. Um, and then for all the experiences that I create or dreaming about, mood boarding about, you'll see all my events and things that I'm working on at Cha Squared EXP for experience. So no underscore anything. So I C-H-A-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D-E-X-P. love it. S-Q-U-A-R-E-D-E-X-P. So that's The me. brand is strong. This is amazing. No, it is. It's like you have the different components of all the things that you offer. And that it doesn't yeah, seem yeah. that there's there's no there's no cap. There's so much more. There's so many more ways that you can expand this. Yeah, all the way up. Yeah. Cheers to you. Yes, Glenn. Yes, ladies. <laughs> all right, those in the group chat. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening to my rant. But uh, <laughs> this has been great. We appreciate you. Thanks again. What would you do? So this week for What Would You Do, we had a DM. So if you want to send us a What Would You Do, you can always DM us on Instagram at Black Girls Texting or email us at, email us at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. You can even go on the website, blackgirlstexting.com, and there's like a little thing you can write. Dear VGT, I just moved to the big city from Iowa, and yes, I am Black. Hashtag rare. Anyhow, I love New York and I'm dating. A lot of these coastal elite guys approach me and ask for my social media and not my phone number. I find it a little weird that you would want access to my social media before even getting to know me as a person. Hmm. Is this a red flag or am I just old school or a small town gal? Just a small town girl. Mm. Living in a lonely world. Oh, <laughs> that's what the girl. <laughs> okay, sis, I'm torn because I do feel a way when people do that, but hate it. I I also feel like it is kind of like the modern the modern times, and like low key, I'll be wanting to know your IG too, because sometimes I'd be like, oh, he's fine, and then I'd be like, oh, no, he's not. <laughs> right, and we do live in the metaverse. We live in the metaverse, or or you you see mutuals, and then you start connecting dots, and you're like, oh. No. Oh God. Literally. 
it just that just happens. Yeah, but they're asking for her IG. She's not necessarily getting theirs. Well, if they follow her, what if they don't would... follow? What if they just look in and search? Oh, no. sir, you you put my shit in and you press follow, and then I see. No, we're not doing none of that. Yeah, I mean, people. Yeah. That's what people do. They don't take numbers. They take Instagrams. Oh God, it's just a new thing. <laughs> Sister Glenn on the pulpit don't like that. That little <laughs> no, because I just I met I met this dude the other day and then he yeah he asked me for my instagram and i was like oh is something happening here and then he's like okay cool i'm gonna follow you for my business page and then when i went on the business page it was real cringe it wasn't actually a business actually i'm not gonna talk more about it i'm like damn <laughs> <laughs> he's getting dragged <laughs> um no because gonna be like franco like- can you edit out <laughs> um, yeah she's definitely gonna edit, edit that out no 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 I won't. guys she just edited something out that's why it was a weird pause <laughs> that's what people do to me if, if a dude asks for a instagram though before a number it, it feels immature and young and odd to me yeah although are you guys okay i feel like such a millennial slash gen z because i'm not a phone person like you and like my phone not i mean okay i facetime one of my friends a lot because she lives across the country mm-hmm. but like which honestly is probably why we've gotten even closer sir but like my partner like loves calling i don't like being on the phone oh no call me i'm a texter call me. i don't hate texting don't text no please just call me real quick i oh you guys are old no it just takes so work i don't like my fingers fingers right like mm -mm. carpet tunnel how old are you i'm old enough (laughs) okay yeah someone's almost 30 um what was that weird smile it's crazy she's like no but you know what's not moving that forehead no but i was looking it is quite stiff but like this oh it moves up we can touch that up because you don't do don't touch it like the middle i thought you actually maybe i didn't do the middle but i think you only do i do both i do middle and i'm literally i was just looking at this like oh shit i need to go next week not next week oh she's getting a little birthday touch up yeah, Ooh, exactly. a birthday touch up. Yeah, you know, yeah, you should um, get the birthday touch. What else are you doing? Botox and what? Botox and I, I might do a little lip filler. A little, oh, I need. I would like a little more lip. I'm not yeah, just like lie. a little bit. So I've been like waking up. I would up like this with a little plump. I know. I, I, I thought wanted you to- didn't like it. Hold on, real quick. Um, sorry. So that's the end of your. Uh, what would you do? Oh yeah, ma'am? sorry, sis. Um, Girl, get the numbers. <laughs> get the IGs. Have fun. Get it all. You, you're not in all. Iowa anymore. Have fun. Also, when somebody gets your IG, the thing it they, it, it kind of they can just like feel it out. You can feel it out. They'll see your stories. Yeah. They'll start responding. And then eventually you could take it over to text. It's not yes. like the olden days where like you had to like get to know someone and then figure out that they're kind of trash. Like hopefully you could just find out from their IG that they're trash real quick. Like right, once you I can see like them. SoundCloud and buy it. No, let me stop. <laughs> Girl, I don't, I don't hate Chelsea, our artists. I'm the man with the glasses. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I you love did? Like SoundCloud rapper. There was a guy with glasses that I was trying to push on Glenn. Even though I like the guy currently with glasses too anyways um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm. what are we talking about what everyone's getting done in january oh. i'm definitely getting a touch-up in the forehead and a little lip i feel like i should just wait till i go to la because they're like the king of oh yes stuff. absolutely and it's probably cheaper You'll too, find nine everyone mad gets deals. It. yeah exactly yeah. yeah i would just do my under eyes again yeah i might do mm. that actually too oh, should I do a little just cheap? so i don't have to wear concealer yeah mm. Yeah, I oof. just love it. 
just love it. Last night I was at dinner with some people and we were talking about Botox and everyone at the table had Botox for the most part. So we took this little video and it's like, hi, I'm Shade. I had Botox four months ago. And then, <laughs> and then we like, like moved our eyebrows. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is, hilarious. is that going to be on TikTok? She was like, this is just for me to hold personally. And I was like, no, I don't care. Great content. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, girl, it's on YouTube. So I don't care if people see this. <laughs> right. Exactly. I also want to give a shout out to my man nope. because our anniversary. <gasps> hey, man. Do you know he said, today? Our anniversary, is. our made up anniversary. Well, it's not made up. It's the day we first met since we don't know when we started dating. But the day we first met is November 19th. So it's this Friday. Oh my God. Ooh, what are y'all doing? I don't know. There's things on the calendar. I don't know what it is. Well, we cannot wait for play by play. But last Honestly. night, I took him out to Kote Korean Steakhouse and it's delicious glenn you could never enjoy it so okay sorry. yeah but shade we need to go yes bring me okay. also have you figured out where we're having dinner in miami if y'all don't know we we coming down to the mia mm-hmm. i know we probably should start making reservations actually yes please yes please well it might be a part of the package yeah when when we mm-hmm. okay um, but Chelsea and I have our own. Chelsea and I will be. Oh, there for your order. day. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So if you're down in Miami, holla at your girls. Um, I'm trying we'll to figure out how to content. I'm what? trying to figure out how to get you a ticket to the game. I'm like afraid to ask, <gasps> oh, but like it's a heat sweet. game. That's but like, I feel like they should have an extra one. Well, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't. Someone's going to. I feel like. All right. I'm going to try to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but Yeah guys thank you as always for listening please comment rate subscribe share we are an independent podcast Mm -hmm. three black women even though some people on clubhouse tell me i'm not black (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i've always repped it i've never been i know black i dominican Mm -hmm. um so yeah please support us you can also donate on blackgirlsexting.com um you can also DM us on Instagram, Black Girl Sexing. You can email us at hello at blackgirlsexing.com. And we still have merch and it's very cold. And you know you need a sweatshirt. And you know you need a sweatshirt that says Black Girl Doing Shit. So go to blackgirlsexing.com. And become a patron. I don't know if you said And that. become a patron. Mm-hmm. And go on YouTube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That reminds me, I'm working on the merch. Still working on the merch. So look out for it. All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.